Okay, this is Masechet Berachot, chapter 8, Mishnah 2. And by way of introduction, we're going to go through the kind of the six levels of Tum'ah. These are the six kind of gradations when it comes to ritual defilement. Okay, so let me explain. So the first level, the highest degree of Tum'ah, is something we call Avi Avota Tum'ah, the father of the fathers of Tum'ah, of ritual uncleanliness. And that is the strictest degree of all. And that is a human corpse. Only a human corpse fits into that level. And that level, if something touches the Avi Avota Tum'ah, which is a human corpse, it becomes Avatuma. It becomes the, the second level, which is the father of ritual defilement, right? So meaning the direct cause of Tum'ah. The rabbis also put in this category of Avatuma'ah also a dead um, uh, animal carcass, a reptile, a zav, which we'll talk about what zav is or zava, metzorah, someone that has metzorah, metzorah is not necessarily leprosy, but something similar to some kind of skin uh, issue. These are all the category, they all belong to the category of avatumah. And whatever, whoever, whoever or whatever has physical contact with the avatumah becomes a rishon letumah. Rishon letumah literally means first degree of ritual defilement. Ritual or rishon tumah can pass on its tumah only to food and drinks. Only to food and drinks. If the food or the drink were to touch it becomes which is a second degree ritual defilement and second second degree can only transfer or transmit its its defilement to terumah, which is the offering of terumah for the kohen or and to hekdesh which is consecrated objects for the bet mikdash so does not affect food or drinks it only affects it only affects um Terumah uh, and and Hekdesh. Now, if Shenilutumah what to touch Terumah or Hekdesh, then the Terumah becomes Shelishilutumah. It cannot be eaten; it must be burnt. And this, if the Shenilutumah, if the Shelishilutumah, the third degree, um, touches uh, something else, that's it. Doesn't contract. It doesn't transmit Terumah to anything else, except something that is set up to be. A korban. That's the highest level of kedushah is korban, and the korban, if it touches a terumah that shilishi, needless to say, if it touches any of the other levels, then it becomes revi'ilutumah, and it becomes pasul lahakriv. It becomes pasul to sacrifice. You're not allowed to sacrifice something that is tameh. Okay. Now let's talk about that's those are the levels. So let's let's go through it one more time. There's aviyavotutumah, which is a human corpse. Anything touching that becomes avatumah, and included in that category is the zav, zava, mitzorah, and dead animals, etc. Okay, if touch those something touching those becomes rishonatumah. Rishonatumah can transmit only to food and drinks. Food and drinks become shenilatumah, which can only be be, be um, transmit tumah to tilumah and and hekdesh, heave offerings and consecrated objects, and then if. If the terumah becomes tameh, it becomes shelishilutumah, which can only transmit its, its defilement to a korban, or something that was going to be a korban. Okay, uh, sacrifice in Beit Okay, now, 
the rabbis, if you look up, if you, if you, anybody really interested in this, very interesting, the whole concept of netilat yadayim, of, 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 of washing your hands, the concept of netilat yadayim, and the, the, the gezerah really, the decree the rabbis made about washing your hands to eat before you eat bread, there are two other places that in the Mishnah that this uh, talks about this in, 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 in a lot more detail and very interestingly, if you're interested. One is Zabim, Masechet Zabim, chapter 5, Mishnah 12. And the other place is the, if you look at the introduction of Kahati to Masechet Yadaim, the Masechet dealing with hands, you'll see where the basis of Netilat Yadaim comes from. But suffice it to say for this introduction, the word netila comes from the Aramaic word natla, which signifies like a vessel. So you need, it needs to be a vessel, uh, and that's for pouring the uh, water over your hands. In Greek, there's a, there's a word anatlion, or ancient Greek. So also it means a, a similar to vessel. And netila, tedai, means, means the vessel over the hands, okay? Now this... This was a, a, a ritual that was instituted as a gezerah because the human hands, askaniotem, they're, they're, they're constantly, they're constantly, shahayadayim askaniot hen, v'nagot hen mebelim mesim begmot mezuhamim. So the rabbi said that since the hands go around and touch all kinds of things and all kinds of places that are dirty and etc., and could be tamer, etc. Essentially, the rabbis made a decree that you should be washing your hands um, before you eat. Not only, not only terumah, which the kohanim have to wash their hands before they eat terumah to make sure that they're not eating, and then their hands are not are not um, don't defile uh, the the terumah, but also for non terumah, also for. For regular cholin, even regular bread, you eat regular bread, and they and they, 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 they and they and they left it only with bread. They said only if you have bread, because that's the the, the highest level of a meal, um, then you have to wash your hands for bread. And they made a gezerah that the unwashed hands will be what we call what the shenila tumah. Now we know that shenila tumah. There's something that Shani Tumah is something that touched the Rishona Tumah and it can only transmit to Tenumah and to Hekdesh. But the rabbis made a, a, a Gezerah that says hands, uh, unwashed hands are automatically Shani Tumah so that the Kohanim have to wash their hands before they eat Tenumah every time. Because if, they, they, if, the, if the hands are Shani Tumah, they're going to make the Tenumah Shani Tumah and it has to be burnt. So the Kohanim don't want their food to be burnt and thrown away. So the tr- to train the Kohanim to wash their hands, they made a Gezerah that the Kohanim, that the hands are considered Shani, and they have to be washed to make them uh, pure before eating Terumah. And they extended that further to all types of Cholin, like I said, not all types, but to bread as well. Okay, side note, the rabbis say that somebody who is, is somebody that, that washes his hands on fruit, unwashed fruit, is they're arrogant, they're presumptuous. In other words, they, they shouldn't do that. However, if, un, if, uh, if, uh, if fruit becomes washed or becomes wet and moist, then, then we do say a beracha, we do say netilat yadayim, or we do, we do netilat yadayim without a beracha, like we do on the night of Pesach, on the, on the Seder night, on the Karpas, when you dip it in the water, you do a, 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 a netilat yadayim without a beracha. Why? Because 
um, it's possible that the moisture on the item you're eating could, could will go and liquids. They made another gizada that says liquids, liquids um, that that um, um, you know even though food and foods and, and drinks um, only become defiled by contact with rishon letumah, not sheni. They ordained that liquids which which are rishon letumah defile vessels as well, the outside of vessels, which we'll talk about in a second. So, so therefore, they, they, made, they made the law that if fruits are rinsed in water or vegetables dipped in vinegar or apples and honey, you must wash your hands before you eat them. Um, um, so that, be, because be, since drinks always become Rishon Tumah, even when they touch Shanil Tumah, as it's stated, and we learned this in Mishnah, Masechet Para. Um, therefore, they, we, when it comes to moistened fruit with unwashed hands, you have to, the, the, you're afraid that the liquid may become the Shona Tumah, which would convey the Tumah, the uncleanliness to the fruit, making it Shanil Tumah, and then, and then again, we're back to where we started. So, so, so that's, that, that's the Gezerah the rabbis made about washing our hands before we eat bread with a Beracha, and according to Sephardim, and I believe the Ashkenazim agree, we don't want, we wash our hands before moistened fruit or vegetables, but not, we don't say the Berachah uh, on the Tlat Yadayim. Okay, now this Mishnah is going to, uh, is going to have a very simple Mahaloket, and we're going to do that in a minute, but I just want to end here with the introduction to this Mishnah, which explains all this. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Amen. have a great day.